Hello, good evening, how are you doing? I trust in God that you had a beautiful day. Uh, everything working for your good and whatever didn't work through, you're trusting in God to bless you and bring it to fruition and work. It's an opportunity for us to come together as a family to listen to what the Lord is saying to us. And um, I trust in God that we are he has a word for us to encourage us to speak to our situations and to help us move on. So before we go into the word, I will request that we pray. Father, we thank you this night. We give you honor and glory. We thank you for your goodness and mercy. We thank you for taking care of us all day long. Since we came, we left in the morning and came back in the evening. Regardless of whether we left our houses to work or worked from home. But my Father, you protected us in everything that we did today. We thank you for your word that we are about to share. And Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that this word will bring encouragement to our souls, will bring enrichment to our bodies, and my Father, our spirit will be uplifted by you, O oh Lord. We thank you for this opportunity, Lord, and pray in the name of Jesus that you take over and speak to us. Mold us as you wish. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, today... I would like us to consider something about being worried or getting worried and how this can put us into a corner that we can be defensively fighting and fighting a losing battle. If you go with me into the book of Matthew, chapter number 6, Verses 25, Matthew chapter number 6, from verse 25. I'm reading from the NIV, NIV version. It says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and body more than clothes? Look at the birds of air. They, are, they do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of can any one of you, by worrying, add a single day or a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow; they do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. Is that if that is if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into fire? Will he not much more clothe you, ye of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek ye first the kingdom, and his, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry 
about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Amen. Today, we look around and see a lot of things that are not happening right. The world is beaten. The world around us is beaten. There are challenges that every single day we are waking up to. We're living in a world of uncertainty. We don't know what will come in tomorrow. In our country, to be specific, at around 3 p.m., people are gathering around TV and news channels to see the numbers, how they're growing in terms of guys who have been, been, who have been invect, infected by the virus and how they are faring on, whether they are new infections, whether they are new deaths, whether they are new recoveries. And this thing has put us to a level where we're wondering when will it ever come to an end. And some of us are in groups that every single minute people are forwarding scary messages about what's happening around the world. How many people have died in Italy? How many people have died in Spain? How many people are dying in uh, USA, down South Africa? How many people are infected and how many are dying? And if you're not careful, all this message will put us into a point of despair. Today, businesses are closing. Today, conglomerates, corporates are downsizing. People are working from home wherever you can. And if you can't, people are finding it difficult to access their work areas. Today, business businesses are closing doors because there's no traffic coming to their businesses. People are worried about how do we then survive out of this? How do we live out of these situations we are in today? This passage of the Bible, when Matthew was writing it, he had the conviction, or Jesus was talking about what exactly are we worried about in our lives? And why are we worried about it? in our lives and what can we do to make it better by getting worried and he has given us examples of how our Lord God feeds the birds that fly around how our Lord God clothes flowers that we see around to a beauty that no one has ever seen. Even Solomon, in his all his wisdom and wealth, he never clothed like the flowers are clothed today. And the Bible asks us, what are we doing by worrying? Why are we worried about what we wear? Why are we worried about what we eat? Why are we worried about where we sleep? Why are we worried about tomorrow? That is not assured to us that we do not have, have in our hands. The opportunity for us to worship God is here and now. The times when things are changing, when things are challenging, those are the times we are called to turn our eyes to God. The Bible says in verse 25, Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. These are the basic needs of a human being. One of the reasons why God created us after forming everything 
was for us to have the fullness of the world, the fullness of the earth at our disposal, for it to serve our mean, our needs, for it to be uh, our food, for it to be our drink, for it to be our bed, or use the same to form our beds. Yeah? And when we worry, we forget about the Creator. When we worry, we forget about the God who gives, the God who provides, the God who grants us the opportunity to wake up and go and find. Today, the birds, they wake up, they stretch their wings and their legs, and with a slight ray of, uh, of light, they fly out of their nests and go. They go out to look for food. They go out to feed. And the funny thing is they feed enough for that day. They will not carry anything home. They will not go and store it in a, uh, in a barn or a granary. They will keep it. They will keep taking enough for that day. And that will be it. And then they will go back. Start playing. Later in the evening if they want to feed some more before going to sleep. They go out. Run. Run. Fly. Go and feed. And finally, go back to the house and sleep. Just a simple bird. Created, formed after, or before us we were formed, or we are created. God took his time to go to the heart, pick some soil, pick some dust, formulate us in his own image, and breathe some life into that. And that's why we're living today. So my brother and my sister, by worrying that the economy is crumbling and tomorrow I'll have no job, will add no job into it. By worrying that my shelf is running out of food and I'll have no food, will add no food into it. By worrying that tomorrow I do not have certainty from where I get my school fees from, from where I get my rent from, will not add the rent into your pockets. No. It will just push you into depression, it will push you into more stressful life situations, it will push you into medical situations. Brother and sister, listen, there is nothing we can do by getting worried. Our Father is aware that the economies are crumbling. Our God is aware that our medical systems and health systems are crumbling. Our God is aware that this thing is shaking government. He is fully aware. Yet, it tells us, trust upon me. By worrying, you can't do these things. By worrying, you can't get anything extra out of it. Look at verse number 34. Actually, 32. Pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Everybody in the world is running to get better health. Everybody in the world is running to buy themselves shoes, food. Two weeks ago, there were queues and queues on supermarkets. People trying to stock up for the next day because we didn't know when the lockdown is coming. Yet, Christians and pagans were doing the same thing. The Bible tells us pagans are running for these things. And our Father God knows we need them. So what is the solution? Why do we not have to worry? Turn to, with me to chapter 7, verse 6 
I mean verse 7 and 8. He says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened for them. Which of you sons, which of you, if your sons ask for bread, you will give them stone? Hallelujah. Ask. Ask and it will be given. How do we ask? By going down on our knees and asking God in prayer. Seek and you will find. How do we seek? By going to, our, to the word of God. Finding the answers there. Seeking him. Seeking his face in worship. Seeking his face in fellowship. Seeking his face in praise. And knock. Asking him, Lord, here I am. Take me in. Feed me. Clothe me. Provide for me. Protect me. Because the word says, if us, the heaven, the heavenly fathers, when our children ask us for bread, we don't turn stones. When they ask for fish, we don't bring them snake. How about our Father who is in heaven? Hallelujah. How about him? How much more can he provide for us? How much more can he lay it for us? Daniel understood this concept and it was clear that even if our God does not answer, then let it be known that I not worship any other thing. Because in you God answers. In you God, when you seek God with truth and in spirit, he will answer you. King David, with all his shortcomings and failures, winning battles and losing some, understood that the Lord is my shepherd. Psalms 23. He knew for real, my father, my God, is a shepherd. He will lead me. Let's go to Psalms 23. Psalms 23, it says, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Picture with me. When you are young and you are in up country, you got an opportunity to take the cows out, the cows and goats out to feed. Where did you take them? You knew. As you left, you, before you opening the cow shed, you knew where you are going to take these cows, the bulls. And the cows. You knew where you take them. Where there's enough grass for them to feed. You knew where you'll take them to, you know, for them to have their water. Yeah. And some of us were good. We would leave house at around 9 a.m. and come back at 3 p.m. or 4 p.m. Everything sorted. All cows and goats, well fed, well watered, and everybody ready to go and milk. <laughs> The Lord is my shepherd. How much more do you think our Father worries about us? How much more do you think God is worried about us? Cares about us to ensure that today we will not lack. Today we will not lack. Live alone for tomorrow. For today we will not lack. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths. For his name's sake, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. 
For you are with me, your rod and your staff comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David himself knew. David himself experienced God to a level that he never had to worry about the next day's meal. Fellow brothers and sisters, it is our opportunity to experience God to that level. Experience his love to that level. Experience him to that level and ask him, Father, where is my next meal? Where is my next meal coming from? Where is my next cloth coming from? Where will I sleep today? Where is my rent coming from? Lord, where is my job coming from? Lord Jesus, where am I? In Isaiah, he says, I have written your names at the palms of your hands. When you wake up in the morning, what do you look at first? You wipe your face and look at your hands. Our God never slumbers, never sleeps. He is that keen about us. He is that keen about us. Finally, let's consider Romans 8.31. Romans chapter 8. And verse 31. It says... What then shall separate? It says, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He would not spare his son, but gave him up for all of us. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? How will he not, how will he not also, along with him, along with his son, graciously give us all things. Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who is condemning or who condemns? No one. Christ who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and he will also, and is also interceding. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? Come on somebody. As it's written, for your sake we face death all day, all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For God so loved the world. Remember that verse? For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in, in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. That is in Jesus Christ our Lord. Praise the Lord. Commit yourself to the Lord. Commit whatever is happening around us to the Lord. 
commit him to God. Ask him, Father, is this what's about to separate us? God, is this what's about to separate us from your love? And if you love us so graciously, Father, show us the way. Feed us. Clothe us. Give us something to drink. Give us something for tomorrow. Every single day I wake up, Father, help me out. And do not be worried. By worrying about Corona, how much of life are we adding to ourselves? By worrying about crumbling economies, how much of life are we adding to ourselves? How much of our height are we adding? By worrying about our medical infrastructure that is overstretched, how much more life are we adding? If anything, we are losing it. If anything, we are stressing ourselves into depression. So wake up, my brother and sister. Look upon God. Seek Him. Ask Him. And knock at His door. And that will have God opening his bounds and feeding us. He's a father. He is our God. He formed us. He knew us before he formed us in our mother's wombs. Seek me. Call unto me and I'll show you many great things that you've never thought. You've never seen. You've never imagined. So my brothers and sisters, this evening as we close, I beseech you, let's seek God. Let's turn our faces towards God. Let's turn our hope towards God. And whenever fear and worry wants to creep in, call unto our Father, our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be the name. Thy kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give, give us this day our daily bread. Jesus was wise enough he knew it that we only need enough for the day nothing for tomorrow it doesn't matter whether your savings are going down it doesn't matter whether your health is deteriorating Jesus knows we need enough for this day and when that's ready for us he will come to take us he will come to answer our prayers he will come to bless our souls so brothers and sisters let's keep at the feet of God Let's keep praying. Let's not get discouraged. It doesn't matter how many people, how the numbers are increasing that are infected, how the numbers are increasing and whether the numbers are reducing for guys who are recovering. No, 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 no. What matters is what God says. Do you know what he says? He is here for us. He is here for our country. He is here for the nations of the world. And if at his right time, on his timing, he will hear us save us. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord bless us. And have a wonderful evening. Father, we bless your name. Thank you for your word. Lord, help us to keep it. Help us to follow it. Lord, help us to understand you and understand your, your will. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. May the Lord bless you. Amen.